And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to go get some apple cider. Or no. or maybe some apple juice? No, 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 because there, there's two distinct ways to tell if you're getting cider juice. And, and, our, friendly, and our friendly neighborhood expert, next door neighbor, is going to tell us. I know. All about know. it. Because he goes there all the time literally <laughs> yeah he knows he knows everything everything there is to know about apple juice and apple cider but yes but besides going to get some apple juice and apple cider we're gonna run into a long-lost relative as well yeah who who sounds oddly like a famous dead comedian <laughs> yeah weird weird indeed so uh yeah, yeah this I... this week this week is uh is definitely interesting. Definitely yeah. not your normal. Well, I guess it's funny to say because I would say it's not a normal Simpson episode. But in the past, they've always found their way to finding long lost relatives in the Simpsons universe. Yeah, Homer has a long lost brother. Uh, they they find like all the like the distant like relatives uh, for the Homer stupid episode. I know the episode where Lisa thinks she's stupid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, long lost. Long, we don't have any long lost siblings that not we that know. I know of. <laughs> Boy, or uh, uncles, or cousins, or I'm sure there's a long lost cousin somewhere. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't know if uh, you're aware of this. So when our dad's brother um, had a birthday, this was like five, six years ago. I was living in Madison when this happened. Our cousin Dan bought his dad. The DNA kit. I think it was the 23andMe one. And apparently, in our heritage, um, we had one we had one relative who lived in Spain. Oh. Just one. Everybody else from Poland. There's this one little blip in Spain. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's weird, man. So uh yeah. So this week, uh, we are doing Season 8, Episode 4, Burns, Baby Burns. Or, I guess if you want to do it like the song, Burn, Baby, Burn, by Disco Inferno. Yep. Burn, Baby, Burn. Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, title. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. It's been a lot of songs lately. Haven't they? Like a lot of the, a lot of the ones have been. Well, kind last of last week's was a, a old ass movie. Yeah, it was a movie. A lot of movie and song references in their titles lately. Yeah, apparently this is kind of referenced again in uh, season eleven in Brothers Little Helper when they they say the line "Learn, baby, learn." Yeah, <laughs> going back to that well. Yeah, look, there's. There's so much to pull from, even in the mid '90s. There's yeah. enough pop culture. That's so, why the Simpsons stay relevant. Yep. So this episode, <laughs> we have uh, uh, the writer Ian Maxtone Graham. This is his first writing credit for the Simpsons. Yeah. No wonder it sucked. No I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. It's not a spoiler. It's a joke. Yeah, and uh, they basically this guy previously worked uh with showrunners bill oakley and josh weinstein on a game show 
Oh. And they, they wanted to hire him to see if he could uh, write some Simpson episodes. And he sure did. Yep. Sure did. So uh, this aired uh, November 17th, 1996. Um, so, yeah, only four episodes in. Seems about right. November-ish. Yep. Um, a recap. The Simpsons are amazed to discover that Mr. Burns has a long-lost son, Larry. Now, we we like to dig on Disney Plus for their recaps. I'm going to dig on them again here, because this one sucks. Because <laughs> it's not that the Simpsons are amazed. I mean, Homer is a little amazed, only because he, him and Larry share so much in common. Burns but like, had sex? What? <laughs> like, Unbelievable. But, like... They're not amazed. I, I mean, not <laughs> even Mr. Mr. Burns doesn't even seem that surprised that he has a son. Well, he knew about his mom, so yeah. it's not not hard to believe. I guess obviously he didn't know he had a, didn't know he had a kid. Obviously, but he wasn't I mean, like, "Oh my god, I have a kid!" Like he's like, "Oh, yeah. I've had sex." sex? Like, <laughs> um, so this is a terrible recap. Uh, Simpsons, uh, Disney, Disney Plus do better, um, as always. Um, our chalkboard gag this week, we don't got one. No, it's so weird. It's episode four. What the hell? Uh, did next that? Yeah, the next, it looks like the next couple of episodes don't have it either. Unbelievable writers. What are you thinking? Uh, they don't have time time for your shenanigans. <laughs> we don't have time for Bar- maybe, but maybe, well, okay. Remember when we were like originally we were like, oh, Bart's not writing on the chalkboard. Must not be getting in trouble this week. Yeah, maybe it's to being a good boy. So the next chalkboard gag is not for like another six episodes. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe maybe the Trios of Horror being episode one this year threw him off. Maybe maybe. Maybe like, oh, we're already in the middle of the season? Okay, no more chalkboard gags for a while. Um, and, and that chalkboard gag for that episode uh, is the tagline for the episode that it parodies. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and our couch gag, we have a new one, uh, as we do in the, the beginning of a season. Uh, the family floats into the room as blue soap bubbles. They pop when they hit the couch. They kind of like sit and they go pop, pop, pop. And then yep. Maggie goes pop. Yep. That was pretty cool. I yeah. like when they float in and they're all bubbly. Yeah. They but, got a bubbly but personality. The, but the bubbles back then always popped. Bubbles these days seem to like hit a couch or hit a service and just stick there. Really? Well, it's, it is soap. It's really weird. Really weird. All right. Maybe they just make stronger bubbles. Yes. <laughs> bubbles are built better these days. <laughs> Uh, weren't bubbles the same as they always were? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Bubbles got better. Technology. See, it's, see, it's well here. Here, it's funny because like with computers and cell phones and cars and like all this stuff, they're not built to like last long because obviously they want you to come back and buy new crap. Bubbles are different, man. Bubbles are like, oh, we got to build them stronger. They got to last longer <laughs> because reasons. Exactly. So, the Simpsons go to Mount Schwartzwelder, the historic cider mill. Now with 40, no, now 40% quainter. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty quaint. 
Yep. Pretty and quaint. Uh, Mount Swartzwelder is named after writer John Swartzwelder, who was a consultant on this episode. Hey, yeah. He's been on a, on a lot of episodes. Yeah. He, I swear to God, I don't know what it is with, with uh, Swartzwelder, but they love using his last name. It's a fun last name. Is it now? But okay. does it roll off the tongue? <laughs> where okay, where is Mount Swartzwelder compared to Mount Springfield? And there's so many mounts in Springfield. They must be surrounded on all sides by uh, by mountains or something. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's this is and now this is the second time in a row where they've used Swartzwelder for a gag. Yeah, I know. So it's funny. It's funny. So the writers, the you know, it opens up visiting uh, the cider mill because the writers wanted to do something involving autumn, and yeah. uh, cider mill seemed to be a good setting for that. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a there's a. I don't think it's a mill, but there's a place that does like apple ciders and stuff. In is it Ursine? I think it's in Ursine. There's like an apple farm. Yeah, but you know, I get that they wanted to do something autumny. But it's mid-November when this episode came out. It's getting pretty close to winter. It's like it's like right in that it's like right in that time frame where it could snow or it could just rain or it could be a it, mix. Yeah, especially here. I mean, especially here in Wisconsin, this is definitely the time where it's like it could be fifty degrees and sunny, or it could be twenty degrees and windy, and you're like, why am I here? Yep. So, uh, Lisa's like, what a perfect outing for a beautiful autumn day. And Marsh's like, I feel sorry for everyone who's cooped up watching the seventh game of the World Series. And Homer's sarcastic, yeah, they won't learn anything about apples today. So here's the thing. This episode aired in November. Now, recently with baseball, they've been, they've been playing World Series games like the first or the second because of how the schedule has been. Yeah. Um, but also I checked 96 world series did not go seven games that year. Okay. But either way, um, now I'm not concerned. Oh, I mean, I know how Simpsons like predicting, uh, yeah, <laughs> the future in world series. Now that would have been great. But the fact that this episode aired, I guess they're going for autumn. I mean, obviously, but the even Simpsons autumn... aren't necessarily like time of the year. Like, yeah. I, we've talked about it before that the Simpsons aren't necessarily a time of the year type. You're correct. Show, but Halloween already happened, so you're yeah. kind of like, well, this would have happened after Halloween, and baseball is yeah. typically done Over. or just ending by Halloween. So, I unless, unless. Unless, and I haven't read anywhere, but maybe somewhere out there on the internet, this can be uh, corroborated. Maybe this was supposed to be the season premiere, and that's that. That's definitely a possibility. Because I mean, we've seen that before, especially in season one, where the season premiere was uh, Simpsons uh, roasting on an open fire when that wasn't supposed to be the season premiere. Yep, technically series premiere. So maybe they like had all their episodes and they're like, oh, we'll do this one first. And then they're like, well, we can't get, we can't get our guest voice until later. So we'll push this. And they're like, okay, fourth episode, we'll just leave it. Yeah, that's definitely possible. So the tour guide tells the group about the mill oper- uh, operated until 1941 when the workers went to fight in World War II. And when they came back, the mill was now infested with lots of rats. <laughs> Like, who's like, 
I don't know if I'd want to drink any of no. the apple juice now. No. Well, it's funny because the tour guide's like, yeah, they went to fight the war and they came back and the mill was still here standing except infested with lots of rats. Yeah, and the tour guide says if you listen closely, <laughs> you can hear the rats gnawing on the oh, apples and splashing oh, in the toilets. Gross. And this concludes this part of the tour. And then give he holds me money. out his tip. Yeah. <laughs> give me money. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I'll give you the money instead of spending it on your rat crap. Yeah, right. And so obviously Homer gets bored. He doesn't. He doesn't even want to be here. He'd rather be home watching Game Seven of the World Series. I, I mean, I would too, man. It's a Game Seven. <laughs> yep. And so he, he runs away into Flanders. And Flanders like, if God didn't make green apples, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> what? I don't, we what don't even know what that means. What is that? What the hell? What yeah. does that even mean, Ned? I don't oh, know. God. And Ned, Ned asks Homer how long he's been at the mill, and he's like, <laughs> 20 of the suckiest minutes of my life. Oh, sucking down that old cider, are we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I look. I didn't like because we. Um, I don't know if you remember ever doing this, but uh, I think it was in elementary school. Uh, one of our field trips is going to like an apple farm. We get like yeah. apple cider and apples and shit. As a kid, I'd enjoyed it. Maybe as an adult, I probably wouldn't because I don't know. But I don't know. As a kid, it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, Shay makes us go apple picking in the fall. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's it's okay. It's not necessarily the the most fun thing to do, but yeah. I mean, Elliot You're enjoys outside. it. We're exactly. outside, and apple picking actually goes hand in hand with Shay wanting to uh, pick pumpkins too. Oh, like we gotcha. kind of go to a place that does both things. Nice. So it knocks two birds out, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, so Ned tells Homer about his season pass and he's like, yeah, it pays for itself after the 16th visit. I'm like, dude, you can't 16 times. Have, Ned's going every other day or something. Cause... Well, to be, well, to be fair, he's, uh, you know, he's a Bible thumper technically. So, yeah. you know, there's not much for him to do. And, a, and going to the apple cider is, you know, I guess yeah. not heathenism. No, but I, okay, so first of all, you'd have to go a lot, and you really yep. can't start going until the fall anyways, because... Oh, yeah, production. Because, yeah, I mean, that's when the apples are ready ready and ripe and ready to go. Um, I, I guess you could go to drink it. I'm sure they make the apple cider maybe year-round sort of thing, but... Maybe. But I always like it pays for itself after the 16th visit. That's not really how season passes work. Typically, after the second or third visit, the season <laughs> pass should be paid off. Yeah, well, that too. But like, especially like with the, the with apple, the apple mill and the cider. Now, if it's running all year long, which it probably maybe it is. Yeah, you're gonna maybe you go like a couple times a month with the kids because maybe they do something different every weekend. Oh, sure, yeah. But like, especially with like apples, that's a seasonal fruit, especially here in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. well, it, it, it should Minnesota. be it should be there too because they're where they're wherever it snows, which means it gets winter and the trees yeah, die. So, exactly. But so I you only how- get like two, maybe three months of apple picking. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, and I love how Ned's season pass holder number is zero 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 one. So he's either the only pass holder or the 
first person ever to get a season pass. I'm going to go with he's the, he's the, <laughs> I bet you he went up. He's like, I love coming here so much. Do you guys do season passes? And the manager's like, we do now. $500 all season. You can come. That's why it's, that's why it takes 16 visits. It costs like $300. And it's like a three, it's like a $3 ticket to get in. Exactly. Or or free. (laughs) Well, okay. So, no, I'm trying to remember when, no, when we go apple picking, it's, no, it's free to go in. So I think you just pay for the apples. I don't think they actually charge to go to pick apples but what about the what about a tour for for the uh the mill i mean obviously you don't have a mill where you're going apple picking but like in this instance they're going to a mill and there's a tour usually you have to pay for the tour do you have to pay for the beer tours yes oh i've never been on a brewery tour so i don't know you wait hold up i'm gonna i'm gonna derail this entire (laughs) No, 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 no you've never you've never been on a brewery tour no. You! You've <laughs> never been on a brewery tour. Yes, me. How have you never been on a brewery tour? I don't know. I've been to breweries. Just never took a tour. Oh my god, we need to change that. They're, no, they're a lot of fun. You get to learn the history, and then you uh, get free beer at the end. Usually. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> no, so long. Like, so long. On. You're staying here. here. I'm out of here. Look, me and my buddies did the Spreckers tour in Milwaukee. It was $10. We got to see how they made everything. And then at the end of the tour, we got four free beers and all the soda we could drink. For, <laughs> well, the soda was free. So, like, for $10, you get four beers and all the soda? Like, that's a great goddamn deal. Yeah. You only have to walk around for, like, 10 minutes. I've been to the, no, the Lining Kugels Coo- okay. Coo- tour a couple of times. And that's that was, I think, the first one I ever did was free i think they charge now but like you get samples at the end like, i mean it's a lot I, went of fun. To, I went to the jelly belly factory tour down in kenosha did you get <laughs> free jelly bellies out of it i don't think so no well then what the hell's the point i don't know we got to see their factory and cool shit but you didn't anyway, get free food anyway we're we're getting off topic okay so ned <laughs> ned tells people uh uh people don't know how to tell the difference between cider and juice it gives Homer a little saying to help him identify the difference. <laughs> if it's clear and yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Now, there's two exceptions, and it gets kind of tricky here. And as Ned's talking, Homer's brain leaves his body. He's like, all right, you can stay here. I'm out. <laughs> and his brain rolls away. And Homer's just sitting there like all dumbfounded, nodding, and collapses and falls to the ground. God, Jesus. And Ned, Ned runs off. He's like, oh my god, you need cider. <laughs> no, he needs a goddamn ambulance. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. need cider, Ned. His brain's gone. Yeah. Um, so then we, then we cut to uh, Lisa, Marge, and Maggie walking around outside. And Marge's like, next to spring and winter, fall is my absolute favorite season. Just look at all this be- beautiful foliage. <laughs> and he's like, it's not foliage, Mom. It's foliage foliage <laughs> and we're just like that's what i said foliage <laughs> now it doesn't take a nuclear scientist to pronounce foliage <laughs> clearly it does with marge no i love it i love it because there's so many people that okay do you know the other way because i say nuclear but what's what other i know that's another word that people say something nu- other oh, than she that. said nuclear 
I didn't even catch that. Now, now that I see it written out, I didn't even see that she said nuclear. It's nuclear. Yeah. It's nuclear. nuclear. Yep. Because there's an e. That's right. That's right. She pronounced it nuclear. No, nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and god! I, didn't I, even catch I, that. I love I love those words that people like have like tomato, tomato, potato, no, you, potato. No, you don't pronounce it potato or tomato. That's dumb. Shouda, shouda, shout. Say it right. Shouda, shouda. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. That I, I love it. Lisa, Lisa correcting Marge. Yeah. And uh, but then we cut to meanwhile. In New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven. Sorry, that's my oh. bad. New Haven, Connecticut. We see Burns and Smither walking onto a train talking about how Harvard beat Yale. So here's the thing. So every year, like obviously in football. Oh, this uh, is like the big game. out. Yeah, obviously. it's the big game. And now it's funny because this year. So when this, uh, when this game or when this episode came out. The following week, Harvard and Yale played, and Harvard <laughs> won. But the problem is, it's I, I don't think it's a future prediction, because the previous year, Harvard beat Yale. So I yeah. think they were going off the previous season. Now, I, I actually looked up the, the rivalry, and this was, if I remember correctly, this was the second time over a three-year span where Harvard beat Yale. So, like, because, like, when he said that, I'm like, oh, is this a future prediction? Because it's The Simpsons. And yep. I looked it up. And I'm like, well, Harvard did win the the previous year. So, probably not. <laughs> but the fact that the game was played a week after this episode came out and Harvard won again. Yeah. And both, games were, both games were close because uh, the previous year, Harvard won 26-21. Um, and, or, I'm sorry, the previous year, Harvard won 22-21. The year that this episode came out, Harvard won 26-21. So, basically, Yale sucks. No, because Yale's won a, a, a ton of games. Actually, the last, I think, like, five, six seasons, they've alternated wins. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, so, yeah, Mr. Burns is a Yale man. Yep. Which makes sense, because it's Burns. He went to an Ivy League school. Yep. Uh, so, uh, as they walk on uh, into Burns's private train car, uh, there's a sign that says private card. And the word you circled and crossed out. <laughs> you are not allowed. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense. It's Burns. So, Burns says Harvard can have their football because he met all of his friends at Yale. <laughs> okay, that's sure. Well, I love the fact that, because, like, he also insinuates that uh, Harvard cheats. Yeah. Um, and so and so he sits down in a, in a chair, and his former roommate says hi to him. And Burns is like, <laughs> closes the shades. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, so um, Ben and Ryan were my roommates sophomore and junior year. Yeah. And freshman year I had a random roommate that I got just got assigned freshman yeah. year. We never really talked, hung out. He was meh, he was okay. That's how my freshman roommate year was too. Yeah. I like how they're all like everyone's like, Oh, you go to college, your your roommate's gonna be your best friend. And I'm like, eh. 
It depends. If your personalities get along together, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't get along together, uh, you're going to probably want to move out at the fucking semester. <laughs> and if it's just math, then it's just math. Like, I mean, fortunately for me, my junior or my sophomore and junior year, I was somewhat able to pick my roommates. Um, my It's funny because my sophomore year, one of my roommates was the only one in the apartment that was 21. So he was allowed to, you know, drink alcohol without repercussions sure um so that was that was kind of funny in, in my eyes because my other two roommates i think were still 20 i was the youngest one but uh yeah it's it's fun when you get to pick your own roommates sometimes yeah you gotta be care- you gotta be really careful though when you're living with friends because sometimes if you know something bad happens you're not going to be friends much longer yeah so, uh, Smithers and Burns uh, decide to play a little pool on the train while the train is running. That's which... a good, good timing. It's good to play pool because you never know what could happen. It could be a fun, uh, fun game. You never uh, know what will happen. Or a terrible game because the balls keep moving around. Hey, I think Burns' shot went really well. Well, yeah, that's only because the train stopped <laughs> and Burns, quote unquote, hits the balls into one hole. He wins! And, Smithers is like, nice shot, sir. <laughs> and the conductor is like, attention passengers. The train has been temporary del- temporarily delayed because of a discarded couch on the tracks. Burns like, oh, this may take a while, Smithers. Why don't you get drunk and stumble around comically for my amusement? <laughs> Smithers is like, I'll be a one-man conga line. So now we see a guy on the side of the track and like this train is like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But did you look at the, did you look at the people standing around the couch all figuring out what the hell to do? Like, how do we get this off the tracks? Lift it? No, no, no. It's too complicated. (laughs) Uh, But we also see a man selling souvenirs by the train side, even though he's not anywhere near like a, a port or anything or like a stop. And the guy goes, hey, how you doing? Look, uh, welcome, or, well, first he's like, uh, oh, customers. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Scenic Waynesport. And remember your visit with a googly-eyed walnut? Hey, how about a googly-eyed, well, uh, I'd rock. <laughs> and, uh, that is my horrible impression of yes, our guest bad. voice. Don't do of, it ever again. I, I'm going to do it the rest of this episode. <laughs> uh, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, guest voice on this episode. He's uh, he's the guy selling, trying to sell crap to the people. Uh, yep. Oh, he has like a slender, a, sl- a slender neck bottle, ne- uh, bottle Coke, basically. Yeah. <laughs> a warped, uh, a warped, a warped Coke bottle. Yeah. And so we see Smithers dancing drunkenly for Burns. And so our mystery man uh, sees Burns and he's, uh, he's like, huh? And he pulls out a picture of a young Mr. Burns, and he, like, runs after the train, like, holding up the picture, and he's like, oh, I think this is him. And so he, uh, it, it, the train, like, speeds up, and it goes, you know, farther, and there's a guy on the back of the train, like a worker, <laughs> and our mystery man's like, hey, where's this train going? He's like, Springfield. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but what state? And so... <laughs> The guy says the state or says something, but obviously we can't hear it because they're not going to tell us what state Springfield's in. Yep. 
So, so just a fun fact. So Rodney Dangerfield, that guest stars on this episode, um, was a huge favorite for many of the show's writers. And many of the jokes in this episode were specifically written to be quote unquote danger field jokes. That makes which sense. Were, which were much tougher to write than the staff had originally thought. <laughs> well, isn't Rodney Dangerfield somewhat of an insult comic? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that, been that hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Dangerfield did make a few key changes to the to his script during the recording of his part. That's amazing. I mean, well, I mean I'm sure he knows how to write his jokes better than uh, correct than they they can. But, oh, uh, and, and so a thing I think we kind of skipped over. Um, so oh no, we haven't skipped over it yet. Never mind. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I can see guest voice actors maybe changing the script to like read more how like. They think the character would talk. Yeah. If they, like, been in the thing. Or, like, if you're basically voicing yourself. Which, yeah, but I mean, the other, he's not, but he is. Yeah, but the other challenge they had was how how to actually make him look. Do you have him look like Mr. Burns? Or do you have him look like Rodney Dangerfield? Because a lot of times when we have... Well, not so, not so much season eight and earlier. Yeah. In the future, guests are basically look like their guests well the softball the softball one i mean all the they athletes did, yeah, like, yeah, yeah they did a pretty good job i think i think they did a pretty good job of like mixing it to make him look like rodney but also look like mr burns yeah yeah um and so uh so yeah we don't know what state springfield's in because they're jerks and so now we see the simpsons driving home from the cider mill and marge is like i can honestly say that was the most fun i've ever had the mill, the history, all that gorgeous foliage. I can't escape Lisa, our little walking library. Oh my god. Okay, what leads us to believe ever that Marge has an issue with pronunciation? Homer says library. Yeah. Not Marge. Yeah, I don't I it's kind like, of weird. I don't get it. I don't understand. Marge is supposed to be the smart one. I don't I don't understand this gag at the beginning because Marge, I could, I could potentially see Marge saying foliage wrong. I can't see her. I can't see her saying nuclear wrong or library, especially when Homer works for a nuclear power plant. Yeah. It's, and she's, she has said nuclear before in this, in this show. Yeah. I don't, I just don't get it. it. It does not make any sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit her character. It's yeah. really weird. So now as the Simpsons are driving, we see, uh, Larry, which is his name, the book. I'm, I'm going to go off the book. Uh, his name is Larry. Uh, Larry stands at the side of the road, holding a sign that reads Springfield. And Homer's now, like, now is he still okay? So let me let me ask something here. So okay. he's standing there, looking, standing with the signs in Springfield. Yes. We're we're assuming that we're believing that it's not that far away from where his stand was that he held up the sign. Yeah, where the where right. is the cider mill? Exactly. <laughs> so I get that the upper uh, upper northeast like the Northeast of the United States is beautiful. Like yeah. people literally visit Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, you know, Massachusetts. They visit those areas. Oh yeah. Family guy did an episode about, yeah, you know, they, they visit those areas specifically for the foliage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Foliage. Foliage. Um, foliage. Uh, 
they go up there because the leaves are beautiful. They get, you know, so did the Simpsons take a, well, and why would Flanders get a pass to, to a cider yeah. mill not even anywhere near Springfield? It's unless the Springfield, <sighs> uh, Springfield is somewhere near Connecticut. Well, or here's the other option you're missing. Larry hitchhiked to this point. Sure. And like the last car he was in, he was insulting the driver so much he got kicked out and he was close enough to Springfield. Okay. All right. That's another, that's another option. Yeah. So Homer seeing, seeing Larry goes, can't they get a pull for that sign? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, it's so good. And Bart's like, that's a hitchhiker, Homer. Oh, let's pick him up. Marge is like, no, what if he's crazy? Homer's like, what if, what if he's not? <laughs> then we'd look like idiots. And kind of and kind of dicks. Yeah. And so I Homer mean, I mean he could be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. guy. Uh and so Homer and Marge argue all the way back to the house about picking up Larry. And as they pull into the driver, Homer's like, that's it. We're going to pick up that hitchhiker. And backs out of the driveway, and they drive all the way back out to Larry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. So, uh, Larry thanks the Simpsons for picking him up and squeezes into the crowded car. And Marge's like, careful of the apple pie on the seat. And Grandpa's, where was Grandpa in all this? Was he in the car on the drive back? He must have been. He was at the he was at the cider mill only for, like, a split second. He you, When they walk into the cider mill, yeah. you see Grandpa basically bringing up the rear. Okay. I don't know if you ever see him in the cider mill. He's never, he's not with Marge, Maggie and you know, Marge, Maggie and yeah. Lisa are walking outside. He's not with them. He mean he does not have much of a role yeah. to play. <laughs> Just to say visit. Yeah. And grandpa goes, uh Oh, and Marge is like, grandpa, are you sitting on the pie? <laughs> Grandpa's like, I sure hope so. <laughs> God, I sure hope he is too. <laughs> And I feel so, like they'd be able to smell something if it's not. Yeah. And so uh, so now they go back to the Simpsons' house, and Larry shows the Simpsons. Or no, they're driving. Yeah. Uh, and Larry shows the Simpsons an old picture of uh, Monty Burns. And Larry goes, hey, I'm looking for this guy. Anybody know who he is? And Bart's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, we know him. That's Mr. Burns. Lisa goes, he tried to kill our puppies. Marge, he sexually harassed me. Grandpa, <laughs> he stole my fiance. Homer, he made fun of my weight. And Larry's like, okay, so there's been a little friction. Know his address? Now, yeah. <laughs> so the sexual harassing of Marge was in Marge gets a job. Yep. Uh, a, uh, stealing Abe's fiance was Lady Bouvier's lover. Trying to kill their puppies, two dozen and one greyhounds. That's all. Make- I love that pull. Now, yeah. Bart could have been like, he tried to kill my dog or something from yeah. the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode. Yeah. But they but they went, they combined Lisa and, well, maybe nothing ever happened to Lisa. Has Burns yeah. never done anything directly to hurt Lisa? I don't think so. Not yet, because the Not recycling yet. plant one hasn't come but, up yet. Yeah. yeah. And making fun of Homer's weight is Brush of Greatness. Yep. So, some good pulls. Some very good pulls. And so, after uh, after Larry asks if they know where the, his address is. They drop Larry off at Burns's mansion. Yep. So uh, I love how he's walking, walking up to the mansion. He's like, Burns has more bread than a prison meatloaf. <laughs> Who am I even talking to here? <laughs> he, does, he does seem like that guy that would talk to himself a lot. I feel like in a yeah. lot of his movies, too, he did a lot of, oh, lot yeah. of monologuing, oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And so Larry rings the doorbell and asks Smithers to see Mr. Burns. And Smithers tells Larry that if Burns wants to see a stranger, he'll see him through a powerful telescope. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And uh, so then we get Burns coming down the hallway. Uh, down, or down the stairs to the door. He's like drinking his like what was he drinking? It's culotte or yeah, it's culotte something. And Burns tells Larry to state his business, and obviously Larry's too nervous to answer because he's like, "I, you're my dad." Obviously, he's yeah. like, and Burns like, "You're what? Selling light bulbs? Worried about the whales? Keen on Jesus? <laughs> Out with it!" And he's like, "Oh, Mister Burns, I'm your son. Oh, and I stepped on one of your peacocks. Got a paper towel." <laughs> I guess Mr. Burns would. How did he step on a peacock? Because Mr. Burns has some peacocks, but but they're big. <laughs> how he, do you how do you step on he one? He was talking to himself. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, that is fair. Um, and so we walk into the uh, the Burns mansion, and they're kind of gathered in the living room area. And behind uh, Burns and uh, Larry, we see a picture of Angus Burns up on the wall. Yeah. I feel like that's been there before. Isn't that the picture that Burns and Smithers kind of looked through when Homer was trying to decide whether to take the the money for, wasn't the lawsuit, Bart's lawsuit? Yeah, Bart gets hit by a car? I, think, I think it might have been there. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Burns, you know, checks Larry's head to see if uh, he's got the uh, Burnsy spots on his uh, forehead. And he's like, yep, you're definitely my son. Yep. <laughs> you got the mark. Yeah, And so, you know, Larry asks uh, how Mr. Burns ended up with a son like him. And Burns like, it, it's, it was 1941. And it's like, no, oh, wait, it was 1939, which was uh, our 25th year reunion at Yale. And uh, so Burns like, um, he met, you know, Lily uh, at the college. Um, uh, but he, he was like, yeah, I didn't like her. I went for her daughter. <laughs> her, her twenty, her uh, yeah, twenty five was it twenty five year old daughter or something? Burns met Lily, the twenty one year old daughter of his college sweetheart, at his twenty fifth yep. college reunion. He took her to the movies and to the Peabody Museum, where they expressed their love physically, which as was, was the, the style, style at the at time. The time. <laughs> yes, and uh, Larry. So I'm, I'm guessing they must have known. He must have known that he had a son because Larry was given up for adoption. Yeah. And Lily's parents shipped him off, shipped her off to a, a coven in the South Seas. <laughs> so, yeah. So the whole recap, like, nobody was amazed that Burns had a son. Yeah. Stupid Disney Plus writers. But it is it is weird, though, to think that Burns knew he had a son. Because obviously yes. they put him up for adoption. Yeah. So he he why would he be amazed that he had a son? Yeah. So, um, also, we find out Burns graduated college in 1914. Yep. Because it's the class of 1914. So, I did the math. Now, I graduated college at 22. I'm assuming you graduated when you were 22. Uh. Because you went for four years. Yep. 22, and 21. And you graduated in 2005. Yes. So, you were 22 when you graduated. Yep. So... Burn, Burns would have been born in 1892. <laughs> Doing the math, because this is 1996, he would be 104 years old. Yeah, and uh, wasn't, uh, isn't that how old he was? Didn't Homer, uh, yeah, didn't, uh, yeah. when Bart was like, oh, you punched a 104-year-old man. Yep. Like yep. Burns Burns and uh, when Homer the Smithers. 
Yep. So, uh, Burns <laughs> has really good goddamn genes. Yes, he does. Or he just has all the diseases. No, he's invincible. <laughs> A breeze would kill you. Yeah. Invincible. Man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm impressed we haven't even gotten to that episode yet. Yeah, that's like, what is that, like season 12, 13? No, I feel like it's got to be coming up in 8 or 9 or 10. Well, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yep. Um, and so... Uh, um, as I walk into the, um, oh, no, oh, sorry. So, Burns, so yeah. hold on. Um, so, you know, Burns is like, they're sitting down. Burns is like, tell me everything about your life. Oh, what's to tell? I was at the orphanage until I was 18. Then I got my job at the souvenir stand. Oh, and once I saw a blimp. <laughs> that's a sad goddamn life. Yeah, but that's not actually his life. We'll learn that at the end of the episode, but that's obviously not his yeah. life. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Which is another thing that kind of irks me about this episode. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Why is that even a line in the episode? Yeah. So uh, so then Burns is like, well, you can stay here. Um, you could uh, stay in this playroom. And as they walk to the playroom... Oh, wait, sorry. I was I skipped my line. Oh, so as they're walking to the playroom, like they're they're walking from the yeah. living room to where the playroom is, they're literally walking their body position and the way their arms are kind of arched. You know, Bob Burns like walks like a yeah. vamp- vampire, I guess you would say. Burns actually has the same mannerisms as he or uh, Larry has the same mannerisms as he's walking as well. Yeah. Like it's not just the spots on his head. Like a lot of the, the stuff that Larry <laughs> does in this episode mimics how Burns that's, acts as well. But that's weird because that's something you'd learn by watching exactly that's not that's not something that's um genetic genetic yes so uh burns shows larry his bedroom and then tells larry if he gets bored he can go to the playroom which is the room you know right across from his room and uh there's actually a play going on in there <laughs> it's, a, it's not just a play like when i call elliot's room the playroom um there's not a stage and seating in there yeah it's, it's, I, lo- uh, I love i love that that's a great pun man yeah, it's great. Uh, it. And Burns, Burns tells the actors that the show was supposed to close last week, and tells them to close the show. <laughs> Larry's like, "You guys are all right." Yeah. So does <laughs> does Burns uh, have a like plays like people come? I thought Burns didn't want people coming over to his mansion. Does Burns actually have people coming to his mansion? Well, he needs to be entertained somehow, and Smithers can only go so far. Apparently. Um, so now we see, we cut to, uh, the power plant and Homer is sleeping at his workstation and wakes Obviously. up yeah, and <laughs> wakes up and finds Larry there at his station too. So Burns gave him a job with Homer, I guess. Yeah. Um, must, but he must realize that, uh, that's a very important role at the power plant and Burns wants his son to succeed. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, Larry introduces himself to Homer as Burns's son, which wouldn't he have already known that from the previous day when he picked him up as a hitchhiker and he said, oh, I'm Burns' son? Yeah. Yeah, that's really <laughs> weird. Like, come on! Yeah. Um, And uh, and he freaks out and wipes away an almost completed uh, puzzle of Snoopy on his doghouse. Now, fun <laughs> fact about the Snoopy puzzle. So, um, the ent- uh, almost entirely assembled jigsaw puzzle, which has an image of Snoopy the dog lying in his doghouse, the puzzle is missing several pieces over where Snoopy's nose should be. 
This was intentionally drawn that way to avoid infringing copyright laws. Yeah, I want to know where that came from because I saw that too. And I don't think, because like everybody can clearly tell that it's Snoopy. So even though it's not completed, you could still argue copyright. So I'm not sure if that's true or not. Well, no, it's all how it's drawn. Like I can, like Bart Simpson has, like what is it? Eight spikes on his head. I can yeah. draw Bart Simpson with seven spikes on his head and it's not copyright infringement because he doesn't have eight. The Simpsons copyrighted Bart's likeness with eight spikes on his head. Yeah, but okay, that's for Bart. Like Snoopy, on it, like, I don't know. Plus Snoopy could be domain now. In 96? I don't, well, what is it? Uh, 75 years? I guess what's copyright? What's uh, animation copyright? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's 50. I, it I know. I, know I don't know. So, like, Snoopy theoretically could be Domain, and yeah, the puzzle wasn't finished, but at the same time, I don't know, I, I, I'd i like to actually hear from somebody who worked on this episode say hey, that. Lionel Hutz, if you're listening, we'd like some <laughs> legal advice. Like, I, I, I really want a source on that, because I've studied copyright, and yes, if, like, I know there's like quirks because like the biggest like one of the biggest ones was under pressure in Ice Ice Baby where Vanilla Ice is like oh I changed one note so it's different which yep. is the dumbest argument and he should not have won that lawsuit. But well, it is, but that's like anything. No, no, because here's the thing: you play the first ten seconds of each song, you're not going to be able to tell if you literally just play the intro of each song without words. You are not going to be able to tell me which one's which. Sure. And that's the whole point is because you hear those first opening notes, you go, oh, well, under pressure, because that's the first one. And then you hear Ice Ice Baby, like, you were tricked. Like, that's, that's a trick. Like, just because he changed one note does not constitute that it is a new song. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's not. So, right. so, yeah, the whole Snoopy copyright, I, I'd, I'd like to hear... From somebody who worked on that episode as a source. I want a source on that. Well, there is a source. So if you're looking at, so I'm looking at, uh, looking at Wikipedia. (laughs) No, this is in college. That's not a source or this. Well, well, there's a, there's a source for it. And it says the Simpsons season eight DVD commentary for this episode from Josh Weinstein was where that came Uh, from. All right. That's my source. That's the source. All right. So I'm guessing if they said it on the DVD yeah. commentary, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's interesting that they couldn't do the full puzzle. Cause I, I don't know. Well, I guess if they said copyright. Yep. So, uh, the, so we see the Simpsons eating dinner as, uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so Larry tells Homer to relax. He's like, I don't want to work either. <laughs> and Larry's like, says he is so lazy. He learned how to play the, play the piano by using a player piano. And for those of you not old enough to know what a player piano is, it is a self-playing piano. I'm sure our listeners are smart <laughs> enough to get that. Um, so I don't know, man. Back... I don't know, man. Not, not, so that... I'm not saying that they're not smart. I'm saying that they might not have ever heard of it because they're so young. Uh-huh. So the Simpsons are eating dinner and Homer tells Marge uh, how much he is like Larry. And yeah. he likes him so much that if he was on a desert island, the only person he'd want with him is Larry. What kind of island? Uh, dessert island. 
No, deserted. <laughs> I like dessert island. Well, me too, but it's a deserted <laughs> island. Fair enough. Um, and Marge's like, I think we've heard enough about Larry Burns. <laughs> and uh, Homer asks Marge why. And he says, nothing's interesting happened to anyone else. And we cut to the, the kids like Bart found a diamond. Yep. Lisa broke her arm, which I want. Let's go back to that story. Yeah, I want that I think story. That's going to be a little bit more interesting than uh, Larry. Than Larry. Um, and Maggie won a contest for cutest baby. Oh, so she's cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so now we cut to Larry and Mr. Burns going to the Springfield Glen Country Club. Uh, why is this okay? Glen? Is there a Glen around there? Maybe. Maybe he owns it. Yeah. No, Glen is a type of, like, waterway. Oh. Maybe it's near a waterway? Possible. So, uh, and Larry tells, you know, Mr. Burns he's concerned he won't fit in. And uh, Burns is like, your blood is bluer than anyone here. Shouldn't it be whiter? Because <laughs> blue blood, well, because, like, okay, there's blue collar. Yep. Isn't blue like, bloods, like, the rich people? Oh, you know what? You're right. Well, actually, well, also, I mean, there's the show, isn't it Blue Bloods on CBS They're and it's cops. about cops? Yeah. <laughs> God, well, boy, get... I feel like, I feel like whoever you ter- uh, use that word blue and a lot of other following words needed to yeah. all get together and be like, okay, we got to figure this out. Yeah. There's blue collar, blue bloods. <laughs> um, white collar. White collar. White crimes. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, not white crimes. What's what's? Well, I guess it's a white collar crime, yeah. right? When you yep. like like money fraud and shit like that. Uh, yep. So Mr. Burns introduces Larry to a military guy, and Larry insults his age. And uh, Mr. Burns pulls Larry away. He's like, he's very sensitive about his age. And then a woman approaches them, and her name is Dewiger. Yeah, and she's like, Oh, Monty, this must be the son I've heard so much about, Larry. You must meet our daughter, the debutante. She came out last spring. And then he's like, whoa, put her back in. She's not done yet. She's <laughs> yeah. like a bigger, bigger girl. And I yeah. feel like that, I feel like that joke would not fly today. No, I'm sure. But it's I, Rodney honestly, Dangerfield. So I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, we have this quote unquote cancel culture shit. And I hate the word. Can- I hate, I hate the phrase cancel culture. I feel like Rodney Dangerfield, if he were alive today, he would not be able to do his brain to stand up. No, but look, look at all the stand up that's going on today. Still, people will still say shit. It does. Yeah. It, it's joking. Like that's what yeah. people got to fucking realize. They're called jokes for a reason. They're not. He's not saying that it's actually true. Well, some comedians yeah. push the envelope way too. Now, Rodney Dangerfield wasn't the one to necessarily push the envelope that like way too far, but he got pretty close to the edge. Yeah. So, so this episode does contain several references to the film Caddyshack, yeah. which Dangerfield stars in yeah. such as this scene where Larry uh, tries uh, to fit in with Mr. Bird's associates and insulting the uh, yeah. <laughs> party guests. Yeah. Um, and so Burns and Smithers get food for the buffet and Burns tells Smithers that he feels something is off about young Larry. And Smithers <laughs> is like, well, he is a bit rough around the edges, sir. 
one might blame his truly heroic intake of cocktails. <laughs> it's great. And yeah. then we see Larry sitting at the shrimp cocktail station, and then he insults the chef by calling him Chef Boyardee. Well, he's like, pull up a chair. <laughs> you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> well, you can, but it's a buffet. Yeah, not you a table. Sit. Yeah. Uh, and so Mr. Burns is disturbed by Larry, and he's like, Smithers, send for the boys in, in admissions at Yale. Why? <laughs> what does he want to enroll him in college to get smarter? Oh, yeah, it's this is man. I want I want to love this episode so much because Ronnie Dangerfield, but there's so little, so many little elements that take me out of it. We'll we'll get into it at the end. So, uh, Mr. Burns talks to the Yale admissions people, and uh, Burns is like, "Well, did you meet Larry?" And uh, <laughs> the guy is like, "Oh, yes." He made light of my weight problem, then suggested my motto should be Semper Fudge. At that point, he told me to relax. And Burns uh, goes, how are his test scores? And the woman's like, let's just say he spelled Yale with a six. <laughs> like, this is so weird. Like, why wouldn't, why would you go to the Yale admissions people and not get like a psychiatrist? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what this like feels like. I don't, I get that he went to Yale, but like, would you get a psychiatrist to examine he's also, him? He's also a grown man. Why is he going to college? Why? I mean, I could see if there was supposed, like, I wasn't in the writer's room. Yeah. But maybe there was supposed to be a, like, back to, was it called back to school? Yeah. Was that the, was that the yeah, one? Yeah, the Ronnie Dangerfield movie, yeah. yeah. Unless there was supposed to be a back to school reference somewhere in this episode that got cut out. Yeah. That would be the only reason I could see this showing up. But somewhere it, in the script that was supposed to happen. But the problem is it doesn't happen, so this should have been cut or changed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. And so Burns says that he hasn't donated to Yale yet this year. And he's like, I wonder how much I should give. And so the male admissions person pulls out a book and says, <laughs> and what are the, these scores are weird. Cause he's like, well, a score of 400 would be new football uniforms. 300 is a new dormitory. And in Larry's case, they would need an international airport. And the yeah, woman Yale, is like, Yale could use an international airport. airport. <laughs> yeah, we could really use. No, you couldn't. Uh, Burton screams at the admissions people that he is not made of airports. And he's like, <laughs> get out of here. Like, this is so, they, they clearly wrote something in the script that they eventually took out because it made the episode too long for this to make sense because none of, like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get, like, the whole, yeah, you donate, well, some people donate to their alma mater, but, like, it's just so weird, man. So... Burns tells Smithers to summon his son and they go look at the monitor of TVs and uh, Homer and Larry have written a note that says gone drinking. And so Smithers yep. says, it looks like they've gone drinking. Now, the funny thing about that shot on the on the on the uh, monitor, is yeah. that is the exact same screenshot in the Simpsons arcade game that I have for the Simpsons bowling um oh, and, cool. and it's instead of saying gone drinking it actually says, so it says gone bowling. bowling that's cool so they, so they actually took that exact screenshot because i was like i was watching I'm like this looks really familiar and i went to my arcade <laughs> threw that up and i'm like oh yeah. that's that's the exact same 
shot just says gone drinking or gone gone bowling that's cool um and so now we see larry and homer at moe's and larry tells relax i'm buying and uh so he tell you know and everybody cheers because you know when the one person buys for everybody and so he tells mo to send the bill to his dad i was like (laughs) man you don't want to do that last guy to charge a drink to burns ended up in a landfill and then we cut to barney who's covered in in garbage and and barney's like yeah but it was worth it oh that's great (laughs) that's pretty good okay so once again i don't i don't mind the gag gags yeah that's fucking hilarious yeah does burns i thought burns didn't want to drink at most Well, no, because they sent the bill to to Burns. Oh, I didn't know you could do that at a bar. I'm doing you, that at a bar. I mean, next time I go to a bar, I'll just send the bill to my mom. She'll take yeah, care of that. That's not how that works. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. <laughs> I don't think you just send a bill to Burns. No, you can't. That's not. That's not how that works. Um, <laughs> so Larry doesn't understand why everyone is against Mister Burns. And he invites Homer over to show him that, you know, my dad's not such a bad guy. And so uh, Larry, Homer, and Mr. Burns, you know, eat dinner. And Larry's like, man, if this party gets any livelier, a funeral will break out. <laughs> have, have you ever gone to a, a dinner with, like, a friend of yours that brought you over? Because you're like, oh, I want you to meet my parents or anything like that. And it just turned out to be, like, a just a weird you know, uh, night, like, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, I've gone, like, see, uh, my, my, my buddies, Chris and Joe, um, we, I've gone out with their parents a couple of times and I mean, I grew up with them for the most part, you know, childhood friends. So like, that wasn't really awkward. I've eaten dinner with my buddy Ryan's, uh, parents before. I mean, I mean, again, you know, childhood friend, um, so about the only one that was slightly awkward, um, I have a friend who is a coworker of mine and we had gone out on break ones for dinner with, with his family cause they were, they were in town. And so we, and they went to a restaurant near work. That was slightly awkward cause I never met his parents and like, I didn't know how to like act around them, but you know, after a few minutes it was fine. Uh, I've never had like sat down and like the entire conversation was dead. <laughs> I don't know if that's happened to you. No, I, the only one I could think of possibly was one of my girlfriends in uh, high school. Cause her parents were fairly cool. They did let us like hang out in their basement alone. That's a terrible I, idea. <laughs> yes, it was. But uh, I feel like we had dinner most of the time before. Cause I'd go over there and we'd have dinner and then we'd just go down to the basement. But yeah, I feel like it was, those were like slightly awkward. Like, what do I yeah. even say? I'm just here to, you know, feel up your daughter, I guess. Uh, cool. We cool. We cool. I mean, well, what, what about when you met Shade's mom for the first time for like a dinner? Uh, actually, that was a whole family thing. Mom, dad, um, her parents, we all ate at a restaurant up in Maple Grove. Like that, it was oh. a whole family thing. Like it wasn't even, uh, when the, you when our parents, you... when our parents met, I guess, I guess when I first met her parents up in St. Cloud. Yeah. I mean, we were pretty cool. I mean, I'm yeah. always a friendly guy. I yeah. Don't, uh, find too stuff too weird. 
I'm sure you were annoyed as hell when they met our parents. Yeah, I was uh, like, I'm just going to go spend the half the day in the bathroom here. I don't want to be involved in any of this. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, meeting, you know, meeting new people for some, some people could be, I mean, it's Burns. Like Homer knows Burns. Burns doesn't remember Homer's name. You know, I mean. (laughs) Even even though I love the fact though, I love how you bring that up. I love the fact (laughs) that they're sitting together in this thing and I don't, I don't know. Cause he never asked who the devil are you? Yeah. And maybe he, maybe they introduced, maybe Larry introduced Homer when they like got there. Oh, maybe. Because maybe Mr. Burns is like, who is this guy? Oh, this is Homer. He works with me. Like, kind of thing. So uh, Burns tells his son to be quiet and that no one likes a comedian. Get it? Because <laughs> voice actor is a comedian. Yep. And um, Larry's like, geez, come on, Dad. We got company. Make with the yakety yak yak. <laughs> and Burns is like, oh, yakety yak. He turns to Homer. You, food bag. Do you have a son? Although he calls him food bag. Homer says, yes, sir, I do. Burns is like, and is he a constant disappointment? Does he bring home nitwits and make you talk to them? (laughs) Homer's like, oh, all the time. Have you ever heard of this kid Milhouse? He's a little wiener who, and Burns cuts him off. Fascinating. Good night. (laughs) No, Mr. Burns has not heard of Milhouse. Maybe he has. I don't know. Yeah. And so, uh... Larry asks, what, it, what is with Mr. Burns? And uh, Burns is like, what is with me is I have a coarse, boorish ignoramus for a son. Jeez. Yeah. And so Homer says he should go. And then he grabs food. And Larry asks if Mr. Burns loves him anymore. And Mr. Burns just sla- uh, slams the door so hard it blows out the candles on the table. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, look, he gave him up for adoption. I don't think yeah. he really has any connection. Well, to did him. he give him up for adoption or did the, the girlfriend give him up for adoption? My thought would be is it was a joint decision. Decision. Well, don't forget. I mean, Burns was only 22. He wasn't ready for a kid yet. No, no, no. But she could have kept him. So I'm, I'm going to guess it was a joint joint thing. Either that or she's like, well, I don't want him. And Burns like, I don't want him. But right. and now here, here's now here's the thing. This brings up a, 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 a plot hole in the Simpsons. This whole, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of those. Well, that, but remember Mr. Burns didn't have an heir. Well, now he does. Well, no, oh, he, he would have known did. that. Yeah, he would have known that. Like he forgot. Well, well, he, he didn't. Maybe he forgot about it. But here's the thing: when somebody dies and they don't have like you know they don't necessarily have children or anything, they look for the next closest living relative. Yep. Now, maybe back in the old days, it might have been a little bit harder because they didn't really have DNA and all that stuff. But like today, and if this episode were to come out today, having that air episode. It, we would be like, well, yeah, they would just take Mr. Burns' DNA and see if there's any familial DNA matches, and they would find Larry. Yep. So, at the time, maybe Mr. Burns, you know, forgot he had a son, and he's I mean, like, I need an heir. Been, what, it's been 70 years. Yeah. I mean, how yeah, much Larry, do you remember how, from 70 years ago? Uh, nothing, because I've only been alive for 36. <laughs> I've, only been half, I've only been alive for half the time. Yeah, fair enough. But, and also, well, how old does that make Larry? We never did the math. Because it was 1939 when he was conceived. So he's in, like, 
his 50s, right? He'd be in his mid-50s? Yeah. Okay. So, well, I don't... Good God. I, I mean, he's a grown fucking man. Yeah. Well, actually... Oh, well, and here's the other weird thing. So, Mr. Burns graduated in 1914. He conceived Larry in 1939. He was 47 years old. Hooking up with a 21-year-old. Good job, Mr. Burns. <laughs> uh, that's creepy as shit. No, 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 no. He's a... Uh, <laughs> she was a gold digger. We'll put it like yeah. that. <laughs> Good for Mr. Burns. I like it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Homer uh, consoles Larry while eating a turkey leg, because <laughs> he's always got to be eating something. Yeah. And Larry Larry walks uh, Homer out. And I love how on their, <laughs> on their walk out of the grounds, Homer's still eating the turkey leg. <laughs> Or a new turkey leg. Yeah, and Larry's like, geez, Dad and I, we started off great. But now it's falling apart like a Chinese motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they make okay motorcycles now. I I, I wouldn't know. Um, And Homer's like, it's so unfair. You're everything a dad could hope for. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I tell you, I don't get no regard. (laughs) No regard at all. No esteem either. <laughs> That's great. I, they should have just gone full bore with the no respect. They yeah. Should've just, they should have done it. I wonder if Dangerfield had a uh, say in that. Like, at all. Like, I, obviously, yeah, uh, he read, obviously, he read this line. Yeah. But I wonder if they had that discussion. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Or maybe, maybe he thought it was funnier because, like, people would know his voice. That sure. He would just be like, you know what would be funnier instead of me actually using my catchphrase? Using a variation of my catchphrase. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, I think that's good. And so nah. Homer suggests a phony kidnapping to show how much Mr. Burns really loves Larry. <laughs> yeah, Larry's you'll like, pay for the one you love. Yeah. And Larry's like, maybe I, maybe he should just leave town. And Homer, Homer comes back <laughs> saying, phony kidnapping. By the way, if anybody ever kidnapped you, I'm not paying for you. Aw. <laughs> Mom will. Yeah, um, and Larry's there. Larry says no again, and he needs to clean up his act. No more joking around. No more slacking off at work. And most importantly, no more booze. Your son has been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns reads the letter. I really wanted to know if it was magazine clipping, a magazine clipping letter. Yeah, that would have been. No, I don't think he would have had time for that. I don't know. He had Larry's help. He might have been able to come up with something. Maybe. God, I would have loved, I would have loved to see that letter. Like just the other, like not to read it, just the other side of the letter. I wanted to see how it was written. Yeah. And you know, Mr. Burns can't (laughs) believe someone would kidnap Larry and he wants him back. And Smithers points out that Mr. Burns wanted Larry gone (laughs) two hours ago. So like they literally (laughs) thought of this right after dinner. Yep. Well, he did. They walked away and Homer's like phony kidnapping. And, uh, Burns like, it's the, Principal Smithers, nobody steals from Montgomery Burns, whether it be my Sunday newspaper or my loud, loudish elf of a son. <laughs> Apparently, people are stealing Burns's newspaper too. On Sunday too. That's the big one. I know. That's the one that everyone wants. Yeah. And uh, I'm, uh, Burns calls uh, Chief Wiggum, and uh, Wiggum's like, "All right, Mister B, when the kidnappers call with the ransom demand." You tell them you'll leave the money under the big net in the park. <laughs> and Lou's like, and then comes down the net. Right, Chief? Hey, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> That's not how this works. 
Where, why is there a net there, Wiggum? If it was why not are we catch- why are we Scooby doing this? <laughs> this episode's already fucked. We might as well add some Scooby Doo stuff to it, I, right? Um, and uh, Marge, we see Marge coming down out of the kitchen to notice uh, the whole uh, living room's gone. Yeah, TV, couch, couch lamp. lamp. <laughs> so long, lamp. Um, <laughs> I love lamp. VCR. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of a lot of stuff a lot of stuff's gone. And there was a lot of extension cords too because yes. she she heads down to the basement and uh we see Homer, Larry, Lisa, and Bart all watching TV. And there's a fan, a microwave, what else a is mini in the fridge. basement, Steve? Um, there's an Olmec head that Burns gave him several, several episodes. <laughs> now, wasn't that outside during the rummage yes. sale? Yes, it was. And they brought it back in. <laughs> they magically well, nobody wanted put it back it. in. I want to know, okay, when we originally saw this old mech head, it was as big as the living room. Yes, it shrunk. Maybe maybe, maybe they borrowed Frink, Frink's uh, debigulator. <laughs> no, because that's a Halloween episode. No, a, that was a Halloween all, episode. No, we all discussed this during the Halloween episode. And B, and B, that Dr. Frink wasn't the real Dr. Frink. He was in the mini society. <laughs> yeah, but the, the real life Frink could have come up with the debigulator. <laughs> and, and, and F, no. <laughs> uh, so Marge asks what they're doing in the basement. And uh, are you guys hiding out down here? <laughs> you know how and, I feel uh, about that. <laughs> yeah. And Homer tells Marge that uh, she's been reading too many hideout books. <laughs> and uh, we see Mar- Marcy is Larry and asks, why is he here? Um, and if every drifter is going to move in with them. <laughs> and I think that's a callback to uh, the Itchy and Scratch. Uh, what is it? The um, Where Itchy and Scratchy gets oh, uh, yeah. canceled because uh, of the rights. Yeah. I'm guessing that's a callback to that drifter, that hobo. Probably. Maybe. Didn't um, think about Day the that. violence died. That's what it was. Yes. Um, and Homer says, of course not. We'll decide that on a drifter by drifter basis. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't makes... Otto also live with the Simpsons for a little bit? Yeah, that's a future episode, though. Is that a future but episode? I, but I wouldn't call him a drifter. That's fair. Um, and Larry's, uh, Larry, Lisa's like, Larry isn't a drifter. He's Mr. Burns' son. Once again, didn't we learn that in the car? Yes. Yes, Why we did. Why are we reiterating that? I don't know. And, uh, Bart says, uh, he, Bart says he is a great, great at pointing people's, uh, foibles. <laughs> and Lisa points out Marge's hair and Bart jokes. Larry. Or Larry points out Marge's hair and Bart jokes he would love to have Marge's hair. But he can't get the zoning permits. <laughs> and Lisa's like, Buckingham Palace called. They want their hat back. <laughs> and Marge is annoyed. I love it. I love <laughs> that they're doing the Dangerfield joke. Yeah. Like, like the Buckingham Palace one's awesome. I actually yeah. I actually thought about that originally and I completely forgot that that, <laughs> that that was a thing. And then I love how like Bart and then uh and then like Bart's like relax you do a great job and like everybody claps for her and then she's <laughs> like what's going on here? All right. All right, I'm out. So Burn, Burns is at the police station when Homer calls. So I it's kind of weird like is he just chilling at the police station waiting when wouldn't Mr. What Homer call Mr. Burns at his, his home? House. Yes. Not at the police station? Correct. And how yeah. did how did Homer know to call the police station? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love how he's masking his voice with a kazoo. He's like, hello, Mr. <laughs> Burns. 
Um, and Homer asks Mr. Burns if he misses his son. He's like, yes, I'm missing one son. <laughs> that's not what he meant. I, 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 I see what he did there. <laughs> yeah, and wanted to, I want him returned immediately. Well, of course. And then Homer tells Burns he can have his son back today if he can prove that he loves him. And Burns <laughs> offers up 5000 Oh, no, $6,000. I swear, that's all I have. Oh, yeah. yeah okay six until 000. he breaks it until uh all the gold and jewels and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. crown falls through the roof of your house again <laughs> mr burns uh homer asks if burns loves his son and uh says uh this is more important than money and burns is like what who's calling yeah who is this <laughs> more important, important than money money <laughs> Great. So Homer hangs up, and then w- Wiggum asks Eddie if he traced the phone number, and Eddie's like, "Yes, I did." And he hands Wiggum the number, and Wiggum goes, "All right, what do we got? Five, five, five. Oh God damn it! This is fake!" And he crumples it up and throws it <laughs> into a fireplace. Yep, because that's the gag in the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know this, uh, five, five, five is used in like every television show and like some video games as the fake number because that's not real. Yep, but what I did learn, I don't know if this was from Nick or not. It might have yeah. been from Nick. I can't remember, but I think he was saying that that numbers do have to be real. Like, they have to physically create a number in a no, show. That's only that's only for uh, uh, websites. Is it websites? Yeah. Okay, I thought to... it was phone numbers, too. No, if you, no it's not phone numbers. Cause, oh, okay. No. Like, now you can, now you can, if you put a phone number in an episode... Because I know there's been a few TV shows recently that have actually had, like, phone numbers. Well, how you your mother did it with Barney. Yeah. So, like, they didn't have to do it, but, like, I'm assuming they figured people were going to call it because people are morons. Or it's just really funny and you can do a gag out of it. That is true. Like, I mean, we technically have a phone number. We do. uh, We'll give that uh, to you at the end. You have to listen to the whole episode. Um, And so, but, no, you don't have to. If you create a phone number... In the show, you don't have to create it in real life. It's only for URLs. Oh, okay. Um, and so the kids, Homer and Larry, uh, are downstairs playing a card game. Bart's like, man, I want to play something else. So they're playing some, like, Chinese card Pai game. Gao? Were they playing Pai Gao? I think it was, was like, Pai I'd Gao. rather play the Young or yeah, some other like... random game. Why does Bart know these Chinese card games? Yeah, I don't know. And so Marge is like, man, I just want to go upstairs. And Homer's like, well, we can't go upstairs. But why can't Marge just go upstairs? Yeah, Marge nobody, doesn't give a... No, nobody knows Homer took Larry. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Like, I don't... This is this is another weird kind of, like, setup where, like, they don't need... I mean, I get, like, why Homer and Larry might want to... Like, they want to would be downstairs because if he's in the living room, people are going to see Larry. Yeah. But, like, Marge can go upstairs. She can go outside. Nobody knows. The kids could go outside. Exactly. The only, per- the only person that shouldn't be out of the basement is Larry. Even Homer could leave. Yep, because no one knows Larry's down there. Yeah. So then Ken comes on the TV to report that Larry was kidnapped. <laughs> and Marge is like, Homer, what did you do? And Homer's like, Marge, it isn't a real kidnapping. It's just a hoax to prove a father's love. <laughs> and Marge's <laughs> like, you know how I feel about hoaxes. And Homer's like, Still? So what is this? I was trying to rack my brain what this was a reference to. I don't know. Is there still like a hoax thing? Was there a there wasn't a oh well I mean there was the Bart fell down the well hoax. There the, yeah, but that was on Bart. But I 
get that that's one. The only, that's the only hoax that I know of. Um, that I can remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just kind of looking through the 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 book, and there's really nothing hoaxy. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. But like Homer's like said, still, so it's like a hoax that Homer pulled. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of odd. So Marge wants Homer to take Larry back to Burns, and Homer's <laughs> like, I can't because it's broad daylight, and there are cops everywhere. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, they think it's a kidnap. Kidnapping. And yep. so Marge's like, no excuses. Just go do it. Homer's like, fine. So now Ken's chopper is in the Simpsons neighborhood, um, hovering over the Simpsons house, and Homer and Larry go outside, and they see the chopper, and like, like Marge is like, we see it, like, happening from the chopper viewpoint and they freak out and so they like get into homer's car and drive away and ken says there's only one word to describe them coming out in broad daylight and with police everywhere and that word is it is c and we cut to marge and she's like god damn it (laughs) yep homer knew Uh, and so now we see homer and larry getting chased by police cars and they they lose them in an alleyway somehow and uh, they try to jump a fence, like you do, but like they just cling to the fence, and the fence just falls over because yep. they're they're heavy. Yep. And uh, Larry says they need to find a place to hide, and Homer suggests the abandoned warehouse, which looks abandoned because it's all uh, disheveled. But they walk in, and there it's uh, there's people working in there. It's the box Stup- factory. Yeah. Stupid recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we see uh, Larry and Homer going to the Springfield costume shop and then a guy in a gorilla suit and another man walk out of the store and we're led to believe that, uh, Homer's the gorilla <laughs> yeah. maybe, or Burns, yeah. or Burns is the gorilla, but they're actually hiding in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, the guy running the store tells them buy a costume or get out. So they Wait, just leave. Why wouldn't you buy a costume? Cause they don't have money. Um, so Homer says, uh, they, they, they have nowhere else to go. And he sees a marquee on the Aztec. It says Olympia Dukakis and Bo Derek in too many grandmas. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I don't know if that's a real film or not. It's not. Okay. And Homer and Larry go into the theater and, uh, they're just talking cause they think they're the only ones in there, but, yeah. uh, Hans Molman's in there. He's like, some people are trying to watch the movie. And Homer's like, well, if you don't like it, call the cops. And he throws popcorn at Mole Man, and Mole Man leaves to call the cops. He was told to do it. Yeah, that was dumb. (laughs) That was dumb. And and then Ken reports from the Aztec and says, Larry and Homer are in the theater talking loudly. (laughs) That's not much of a kidnapping if they're just hanging out in the theater. Yeah. Marge, Bart, and Lisa are watching the TV from home again. And Marge wants Homer to give himself up, and Bart's like, I want Homer to shoot his way out. <laughs> oh, God. And Marge just, like, looks at Bart. And then and then we see video that shows Homer walking out of the theater and getting shot to death. Uh, and the, the rest of the Simpsons, like, scream because they thought that it really happened. And then Ken reveals that is just one of many scenarios that could happen according to their computer simulation. Man, the uh, computer simulations in the mid-90s are much better than they are now. <laughs> you don't have one of those simulators at your work? No. That's what oh. that's what that's what AI is for now anyways to to simulate that shit. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, and so the cops go into the theater as they show another simulation of Homer getting hit <laughs> with baseballs, not shown on screen. <laughs> and this would be like if uh, Homer got up with a bar- beaten up with a barrage of baseballs. Oh, bad. <laughs> uh, so Lisa suggests they go to the theater to help, and so they leave. And then we see Wiggum, Eddie, and Lou go into the theater to get Homer. And Homer, but Homer and Larry escape. How did Homer and Larry know that the cops were there? Sirens. That's fair. Um, and so Wiggum tries the popcorn that Homer left behind. He's like, it's still warm. How? How is that popcorn still warm? Because they just got there. I mean, it'd be mm. moderately still warm, I think. I don't know. Uh, so Wiggum, uh, so as the cops run to get Homer and Larry, uh, you can hear, like, the, the <laughs> squishy sounds of the floor, so, you, like, their feet are sticking. I'll definitely tell you this, movie theaters these days do not have the stickiness of the old no. 90s theater. No, they don't. They really don't. They're, they're too clean, man. Yeah, they do a good job cleaning up, those <laughs> bastards. I like walking through a movie theater, hearing my foot stick to soda that was spilt on the ground or popcorn or candy yeah let Jeez. my feet stay <laughs> so we see homer and larry escape up to the roof um area and then homer and larry end up on top of the marquee and a spotlight is put on homer and wiggum's like don't be a fool simpson let the kid go yeah the 55 year old year old kid and burns is like the negotiations have failed shoot him and Larry, you know, steps in front of Homer and he's like, wait. And the crowd gasps. And Larry's like, I mean, Homer's no kidnapper. Why? He's the best friend I've, I have ever had. We faked the whole thing. And the crowd gasps <laughs> again. Burns is like, I should have known. You're the only one stupid enough to kidnap you. Now, get down <laughs> here so I can spank you in front of this gawking rabble. Smithers, take off my, take off my belt. <laughs> Smithers is like, with pleasure, sir. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's great oh man so uh so they get like a lift up there to get homer and larry down and as that's happening homer tells burns to hold on says yeah they faked a kidnapping is that such a crime yes actually it is oh good to know well didn't you hear about that woman who like faked her own kidnapping no in, like california nope yeah, she was, like, married with two kids, and then, like, she faked her own kidnapping. Oh. Yeah. I don't I don't work at a news station. I, I don't yeah, that's uh, fair. know um, all these things. Yeah, that's literally filing a fake fake police report, which is a crime. Oh, sure. Yeah, if you file, yes. Um, Well, I guess you're not filing it. Somebody else would be filing it, but, like, you made them file a fake police. It's a crime to fake kidnap yourself. Okay. Um, Homer says Larry just wanted to be loved. And Homer says, "Yeah, I have kids. Sure, they can be a, they can be obnoxious." And then we get a shot of Bart with an annoyed face, or boring Lisa, <laughs> or stinky Maggie. Maggie like Poor angrily Maggie, su- and she like angrily sucks her pacifier. And she and Homer's like, "But there's one thing they can count on: their father's unconditional love." And so Homer finally gets to the ground, and they all have a family hug. And Larry when asked did, Mr. When did they show up? Well, they can't. Remember, they were they just said, at home watching the news. <laughs> yeah, they don't live that far away in a car. <laughs> okay. And so Larry asked Mr. Burns if he can love him for what he is. And Burns thinks about it and gives Larry a hug. But Burns says in the end, 
He can't love Larry because it just isn't in him. Yep. Because yeah. Burns has no love. Well, Burns has no soul. That too. Yeah. Uh, Burns tells Larry he can't he can't be the family he needs, and Larry's like, "That's okay. I have a wife and kids." Well, that reminds me. I told him I was going out to get <laughs> milk, but he's been at the souvenir stand. <laughs> I don't There's know. A, I don't. Doesn't he have a car? I, he must. I. It's, oh my god, this racks my brains. <laughs> like, what is going on? So Larry says they're probably wondering where he went because I told him he was going out for coffee. That was a week ago. So he went to the, he told him he was going to coffee, went to the souvenir stand and then ended up in Springfield. Does his family not know what he does for a living? Apparently not. I have no idea. Yeah. It's so, weird. like, like I get leading a double life, but this is a stupid <laughs> double life. Yeah. So Burns is happy to have met Larry because he knows that there's another kidney out there for him. Yeah. And Larry says he's going to run a few pints through it first. <laughs> and then Larry sa says, since everyone's there, let's party. And this is a uh, uh, reference to the very end of Caddystack, the final street party, uh, which features the song Any Way You Want It by Journey. Man, I wonder how much money the Simpsons had to pay for that song. I'm guessing a, quite a bit. Because that is... A, <laughs> unless, a, unless it's like... Cause, well, because we, when we saw uh, Kevin Smith when he was clear, uh, touring Clerks 3, and he oh, told sure. the story about how he got that one song for like $1,000. Yeah, whatever so it's it was. Always it's always possible you get the friend of a friend yeah. and they uh, want to do it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, everyone starts to party. And Lisa asks, who's playing the music? And Marge says, where's all this liquor coming from? And goes, it's a party, Marge. It doesn't have to make sense. And a lay falls onto Homer. <laughs> I love it. Because, like, it's like at the end of Caddyshack. It's like, well, I guess they were at a country club, so I could see how the yes. liquor and booze. And, but the yeah. music, where'd the music come from? Well, I think in Caddyshack, didn't uh, Ronnie Dangerfield have a boombox in his uh, golf uh, his golf club bag? Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yep, yeah. you're right, yep. Well, here's so, the thing, when you see the zoom out of everybody dancing, there are, like, cars there. So maybe yeah. one of the cars was playing the music. Maybe. But then, but then one other one other thing we get to see, so in, this, in the crowd, we see Disco Stew dancing. Yep. And we also see a Hasidic Jew dancing in the street. I almost thought it was uh, Krusty's father. Oh. But I don't, I don't think it was. You know who else we see in the crowd? That I, I didn't write down, and I'm going to mention right now, Handsome that... Pete. Ooh, really? Yeah, he's at the very beginning of when it all starts. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I did not notice that. Yep. Um, Sweet. So, um, this episode yeah. is definitely not not my, not my I'm gonna, favorite. I'm going to go, I'm honestly going to go three. There's Perfect. Some... As I'm talking, you can just go ahead. Cool. <laughs> well, you did the just last jump episode. In there. Well, you started matter the last... what order we do it. <laughs> this does. There's order to it. We live in a society. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll finish up. All right. So as I was saying, uh, this is uh, not not necessarily my my favorite episode. Um, there's definitely a lot of things in this episode that make me very grumpy. Uh, but it's Rodney Dangerfield, and he's funny. He has some good jokes. Um, the the opening was actually fairly good. The the cider mill stuff was really good. I love Homer passing out because his brain left his body. 
Um, I'm going to go three. Don't have a cow, man. Um, yeah, I, it's just that kind of middle of the road episode. I might watch it if it's on because it has some good chunks, but, uh, yeah, I just the Larry Burns stuff. He obviously has a family. Like, I mean, you're, you're trying to cram all this stuff in an episode that clearly doesn't have very good plot <laughs> holding pieces. Like yeah. the fact that they, when they picked up Larry Burns, they knew he was his son. Yet through the entire episode, it's like March, he's Burns' son. Yes, I know. And I, I don't know. It just doesn't rub me the right way. It's just, I'm glad they got Rodney Dangerfield. I'm glad they were able to put him in here. I love the Caddyshack references. Those, those are absolutely fantastic. I love Rodney Dangerfield's jokes. So those are great. So we'll keep it middle of the road. Three, don't have a cow, man. Yeah, uh, three don't have a comment. It's just, as you said, like, they know who he is. There's some really kind of weird just plot holes in here. And, like, there's some just stuff that, like, took me out of this episode. There's some really good jokes. Um, the Cider Mill stuff is okay. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's not like, it's not like, like great or anything it's a a decent opening to the show but yeah it's just it's weird it's just it's got this weird um aura about this episode i don't know like uh it's yeah it's a three don't have a cow man i don't i don't know what else to say yeah like i love i love ronnie dangerfield i think it's great um that they got him but like you know the whole you know, the whole Yale admissions thing in the middle of this episode, like, they clearly left something on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, there was something there that they didn't put in the episode that, like I said, I bet it was like a back to school reference of some yeah. sort, and they just kind of threw it on the floor and left it there. Yeah, so it's uh, so weird. So yeah, um, so let's finish it out with our character profile of the wonderful Larry Burns, um, his resume orphanage until the age of 18 job selling souvenirs at the stand one saw a blimp <laughs> not not ha- i have a wife and kids at all that's not on his resume but nope. uh and whatever else he does for a, i don't know um <laughs> i guess he glues uh googly eyes to things and tries yes. to sell them to people uh residence waynesport somewhere between new haven connecticut and springfield <laughs> yep uh, sometimes mistaken for a corpse. <laughs> uh, favorite advice: Hey, relax, and hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> and coping mechanism: making up similes. Yeah, yeah. I he's okay. Good for Roger Nagerfield for getting on The Simpsons. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So you guys can check us out on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod, on Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Um, if you'd like to uh, follow us on YouTube, head over there, the Simpsons at the Simpsons Daily Podcast. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we'll get back to you on everything on there. It's a lot of our backlogged episodes, but more and more are getting added on each week. Um, and if you guys listen to us on Spotify, make sure to follow us on there. If you guys listen to us to, uh, to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow us and subscribe and give us a rate and review. So all of our uh, other people know exactly what you think of our episode and other people can uh, join in as well. Um, and if you guys would like to live, give us uh, more feedback than just Apple Podcasts or can't because you don't have Apple Podcasts, 
give us a phone call, 612-584-0986, and leave us a voicemail message. So until next time, I'm Stephen Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.